Hey, it's great to be with you this morning. And as always, it's a privilege to share from God's Word. And today's message, as you know, is based on Psalm 33, which for me was a psalm that I hadn't really paid much attention to in the past. And I've been really, really fascinated by the psalm. And it's, of course, a psalm that's particularly relevant to these times, as you'll understand as I go through the psalm in more detail and perhaps picked up when you heard it read to you. But it's a psalm for all seasons, like perhaps all of the psalms are. And one good way of summing up to me what this psalm is about and what this message is about is being born to worship. So we're going to think about this morning being born to worship. So first of all, let's just think for a minute about what worship is. So you could say that it's when we sing our songs in church, and it is, um, often. Um, and what I think is quite helpful is when you compare that to things like concerts and football matches and other events where a similar kind of atmosphere can be taking place, can be occurring, where people are singing their hearts out, where people are chanting, where people um, appear to be very full of love for someone or something. But what's interesting is what makes it worship or not worship in all of those scenarios I just mentioned is for me thinking about who or what you're living for. So because of that you can indeed be at a concert and be worshipping someone. You can be at a football stadium worshipping a team. You can worship anyone or anything, sadly, including ourselves. I've always found it fascinating that when it says in the Ten Commandments about um, not making yourself an idol, to me that, that can be interpreted in two ways which come up with the same uh, problem anyway, and that is you can make an idol, you can, you can worship something, you can make it and worship or find it and worship, um, that idol or you can make yourself an idol you can make it that other people um, want to worship you because you present yourself in a way where you um, are almost trying to appear godlike if not intentionally trying to appear godlike and so we've got to be careful because the the big problem there the the heart of the matter with both of those is that only god should be worshipped and in a moment i'll explain why that is but very interesting that when you think about different places, different situations we can be in, that yeah, we can worship anyone or anything. And so the big question to ask is, who or what are we living for? And the flip side of this is that we can be in church singing songs of worship, but actually not really worshiping God, because maybe our hearts and our minds are elsewhere. Maybe we're more bothered about other things and other people in our lives, including ourselves. But worship really is who or what we're living for and therefore it's beyond songs. But songs are important and that's something else that we'll talk a little bit more about in a moment. So Psalm 33, it's a, it's a wonderful psalm and um, I think when we think about some of the things in it that help us to know who we should worship because all of us will worship something or someone we're we're designed that way 
that's where I got the whole idea of this born to worship because we're made in a way where we will worship and it's just up to us who we will choose to worship. So why worship the Triune God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rather than a football team, rather than a performer, rather than ourselves, rather than anyone or anything else? So we've got some suggestions in this psalm of why. So, for the word of the Lord is right and true, he is faithful in all he does, says verse 4 of our psalm. It goes on to say, the Lord loves righteousness and justice, the earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars, he puts the deep into storehouses, let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be, he commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations, he thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart for all generations. We've got so many reasons just in those verses to worship God and to make sure he's the one we're worshipping. It talks about how he created everything. He created everything. So if he created everything, surely we should worship the creator rather than the created. Surely we should worship the giver rather than the gift. So that's one we, reason why we should live for, for Jesus the tri and the rest of the triune God, uh, why we should worship them, live a life of worship. Another reason that we have there, which is particularly um, and noticeable in these times is when it speaks about how he falls the plans of the nations and his plans stand firm forever. Now I'm not suggesting that God uh, necessarily made COVID-19 happen. We know that unfortunately that seems to be because of uh, people's uh, big mistakes. Um, but it's very interesting that his plans will always prevail whereas ours won't. So if we think about when we live for perhaps that holiday that we're really looking forward to or getting that house or whatever it may be, if, if we're living for that, not just looking forward to that in a healthy way, but you know, that, that is our life. Well, the carpet's pulled from under our feet in these days, isn't it? And it's just interesting that when we're living for God's plans and God's purposes, well, the carpet will never be pulled from beneath our feet because his purposes and his plans will always prevail so if you want to think about it like this you can even think about well if you want to be on the winning team as it were well worshiping God is the way to go but the big thing here I think is how he is creator he is Lord of all and this psalm of course doesn't mention anything about the wonderful beautiful powerful act of Father God sending the Lord Jesus Christ to die upon the cross, to pay for the sin of the world, to pay for my sin, to pay for your sin, to make amends for all the wrong we've done, to take the bullet, in effect, that we were due because of our sin. The Lord Jesus took this, and because of that, we can be forgiven, and because of his resurrection, we can be confident, if we believe in him and follow him, that we will be with him forever. And those aren't even mentioned in this psalm. 
and that is reason itself of course to worship and live for the Lord God Almighty but I find it fascinating that with it not mentioned in this psalm it reminds us that even before the cross even before the resurrection our God was and is worthy of our worship was and is worth of us living for him what a mighty powerful God we have who made the stars and the moon and the sun every planet everything that is created there is no one like our God there is no one like him and as we go toward the end of the psalm it talks about how and this is from verse 16 onwards no king is saved by the size of his army no warrior escapes by his great strength a horse is a vain hope for deliverance despite all its great strength it cannot save but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine we wait in hope for the Lord he is our help and our shield in him our hearts rejoice for we trust in his holy name may your unfailing love be with us Lord even as we put our hope in you wow what a God we have and when we put our trust in him we like his purposes will prevail when we put our hope in him in these days and all days we need to put our hope in him anything else we put in our put our hope in will fail it will fail and this may say sound similar to what I was saying before about only his purposes will prevail and being on the winning side kind of thing but this this is more focused on where we put our trust where we put our trust where we put our security and do we go bed to bed at night able to leave our worries with him do we go to bed at, at night being able to leave our lives with him the lives of those we love with him especially in trying times this is such a joy that we have such an incredible gift that we have that we can leave everything with this mighty trying God but we need to choose we need to choose to do this it's interesting that in John 14 it talks about don't let your heart be troubled to trust in God to trust in Jesus don't let your heart be troubled which shows us that it's a choice even in stressful times times where we feel overwhelmed it's a choice and worship is a wonderful way and now I'm talking about song but it can be other things as well but I want to move on now to talk about the, the worship of, of singing it's a great way of uh, alleviating from uh, yourself from stresses and worries just just singing to him worshiping him and maybe you haven't got a great voice I don't think it was all because of my voice um, I think it might have been perhaps that uh, the band that I was in at the time were also a little bit raw but always remember someone um, at the tab as standing up and putting their fingers in their ears one time when we were playing because it must have sounded so awful thankfully um, I think there's a kind of a filter or something uh, with with our worship when it's not so good in terms of song by the time it gets to God and so because of that he he can enjoy our worship why because he looks at our hearts he looks at our hearts and therefore if it sounds awful or not for him 
for him it is about the heart and he hears it as the most beautiful song when he knows a heart truly loves him and adores him. So if you if you want to not let your heart be troubled, if, if you want to choose to trust in the Lord God Almighty rather than kings and horses and all the other things in life that we could trust in, well, worship is a great way to help yourself to be able to do that. And the big thing for that is because when we realise how mighty, how strong, how holy, how perfect, how loving, how good, how wonderful, I could go on and on and on with how many brilliant descriptions there are for our Lord God Almighty. When we realise just who he is, then we see how small our problems are in comparison. Every worry is, I was about to say ridiculous, but maybe that's a bit too far, but every worry is unnecessary. Every worry is unnecessary when we remember who our trying God is. Being concerned, being concerned about people, being concerned about ourselves, situations, that's very different. That's about caring, that's about loving. But being really anxious, being really worried, being really stressed, you know, I think in some way we've, we've possibly taken our eyes off the Lord God Almighty because when we remember how great, how powerful, how wonderful he is, those problems just seem so, so small. And singing is such a great way of alleviating that stress, as I've said, and just remembering who he is. And it's such a simple thing. And so I'd really encourage you to do it and remind myself to do it too. And maybe you really hate singing. Maybe singing's difficult for you. Well, I still still try anyway. Um, but if you find that's that's not helping with worries and that's not helping in you expressing your love for God, because of course we don't just worship to deal with our worries. We worship because He deserves our worship, as I've been saying, uh, as I was saying earlier on in this message. But as we worship Him. Um, and we praise him it's, it's important that it does come from the heart that it is authentic and and maybe for you it might be dance maybe for you it might be drawing it might be kind of in just letting out your your love to god in those moments and as many moments as you can because the more we worship him the more he's glorified and the more he's praised just as he deserves but also the the bonus of that i guess is the way to look at it we get this freedom and this help that I've been speaking about. What a great God we have. And so, yeah, a bit strange, but I'm doing this psalm a little bit back to front because I want to end by talking about those first few verses. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. God deserves variety, doesn't he? And, and God deserves us to be creative. And I think it's really sad when um, we, as in any church, not, not, not just um, the tab, when we can get, get stuck in our ways and not be really creative in our worship. You know, some churches, and I'm not saying that this is the tab, I don't think it is, but some churches can just sing the same songs all the time. You know, doesn't he deserve more than that? Um, maybe we don't 
experiment enough in our worship, you know, wanting to give God so much colour, um, giving God the best that we can and we have such an opportunity and it would be so great when we can all be back together again um, to worship him and obviously in these times in different ways we can be creative with this but I really want to encourage you and myself whoever you are what church you're from not 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 just the tab that we would become more creative in our worship because he so deserves that and for us to pray that God would put new songs in our hearts and help us to be more free to worship him and able as a family um, to to praise him in our own way and that we would make him the focus and that's the point I want to end with that we would make him the focus there are so many songs that can really put the focus on us and us worshiping rather than on this wonderful creator, this wonderful saviour, our wonderful God. And we want more and more songs. I pray for more and more songs and other things that will make sure that Jesus is the centre, that, that he is the main focus point. I love songs like How Great Is Our God and Our God Is An Awesome God and um, Our God Is A Great Big God. You know, songs that really put him at the focus for two reasons and they're the very two reasons that I mentioned earlier one because he deserves our worship and praise to the max and two because as we think about this wonderful awesome God all our worries all our problems seem so much smaller let's pray father God Thank you so much that even before you sent the Lord Jesus, that you deserved our worship. Our worship through song, our worship through other artistic ways, and our worship by living for you. And we thank you so much for what you did through sending Jesus to the cross. But I pray we would love you so, so much that we would worship you and live for you even just because of what you did before that. That of course we would do it because of Jesus, but there will be such a, a depth to us that we would just appreciate who you are for who you are, um, as well as, of course, the cross. Lord, we wanna live for you. We wanna give you the praise that you deserve. Please help us to be more and more creative in our worship, more and more free to worship you in ways that will lift you high through song, through artistic ways, through our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.